Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now, let's get into today's teaching. So I'm going to open up in prayer, and we're going to dive forth into the Word of God. Father, we come now, giving you all glory, giving you honor, giving you praise, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for this day that you have made, O oh God. Lord, we magnify you, and we thank you for this day, O oh God. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way on this call. We invite you now, Holy Spirit, to have your way. And Lord, you be glorified as we move forth in the things of you, O oh God, as the Word goes forth, O oh God. We know I shall go forth with power, O oh God, and we know that your Word always accomplishes what you set it out to accomplish in the earth, oh God. So we ask you to touch the ears and hearts of each listener. Thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, oh God. So we thank you now. We bless your name, oh God. We come against any hindrances, any distractions. We come up against it now. We cancel it now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We give your name all glory, all honor, and all praise, peace, and all other blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen going to do a quick recap of uh, last week's Bible study. Of course, you know that we're still on our series entitled Spiritual Warfare Training. We're going to cover that last week real quick. So last week's topic, we were talking about releasing the firepower of God. Last week, we talked about releasing the firepower of God. Uh, so we was talking about how, you know, when it comes to the fire of God, and when you release the fire of God, it's an effective prayer tool that carries multiple functions, that it literally obliterates demonic activity and pushes people. It literally pushes people toward change. We talked about how uh, literally the fire of God will uh, destroy demonic camps and that, that, again, the fire of God is very destructive. Uh, so when you think about the fire of God, you should think destructive because God's fire destroys the work of sin, and you ought to use it when the enemy is trying to attack you. If you use the fire of God, again, it literally obliterates demonic camps set up. Uh, around you and when you send the fire of God it doesn't just destroy the surface of a thing but it destroys the root of it it literally destroys the root of what the enemy tried to send in your life so again the fire of God does not deal with symptoms but it goes straight to the root and destroy it so when you ask God to send the fire of God from heaven the fire will not stop until it burns the target we talk about how God is a consuming fire how the fire can consume us because now we're the living sacrifice of God so his fire consumes us in the, in the fire of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to do the work of God. But the same fire that can purify us is the same fire that can destroy uh, the works of the enemy. Not only that, we also talked about how you can use the fire of God in certain circumstances, uh, just like Elijah. Elijah was able to literally call the fire down from heaven. So again, he was able to call the fire down from heaven in the same power that uh, Elijah had. We have that same power as well. So, again, that was just a quick recap of, again, last week's Bible study. And so tonight we're going to continue forward, moving forward in our series, Spiritual Warfare Training. And tonight is part 14. So we're now, you know, we've been at this for a number of weeks now. Uh, clearly, we're, we're into the third month on this series, but we've covered a lot. Go back and listen if you missed any of what has been covered thus far on the Bible study. So, again, so tonight we're going to go into part 14, and we're going to talk about calling forth the four winds of heaven. We're going to talk about calling forth the four winds of heaven. So understand that when, when certain things are going on in your life, 
you need the winds of God from heaven to, to blow upon it. So we talk about the winds of God. It's an effective warfare weapon and an effective tool for daily use in our lives. So you will be much more effective when it comes to spiritual warfare and fighting against the enemy when you understand that you have a limitless supply of weapons that you can use. Again, you have a limitless supply of weapons that you can use. So again, the four winds of heaven are a necessity in the lives of warriors for Christ. So again, the four winds of God are a necessity. We need it. We need the four winds in our life to blow. Uh, we're going to get deeper a little further about what those four winds represent. So again, first, the, the four winds also represent the four corners of the earth. So that's the basic foundation that represents the four corners of the earth. So there's the north wind, the south wind, the east wind, and the west wind. Okay. So again, that's the north wind, the south wind, the east wind, and the west wind. And again, that represents, as I said, the four corners of the earth. And so you need the four winds of heaven to blow in your life so you can shut the works of the enemy down in your life. So you need the four winds of God to blow so you can shut the works down of the enemy that's going on in your life. Okay, understand spiritual warfare is warfare because you're in a fight for your life. And if you obey God, it will leave the enemy fighting for their life. So though you're in spiritual warfare and you're fighting for your life because, again, the enemy is trying to take us out, trying to destroy us. When you engage the enemy in spiritual warfare, now what you're doing is you're able to now have the enemy fighting for their life. So in other words, you're turning the script around on the enemy. Okay? So understand, everything God does is strategic. Every, every, everything that God does is very, very strategic. Okay? And so being that everything God does is strategic, God doesn't waste time. And I said all the time, God doesn't waste time on space. God didn't waste time when he made you. He sent you to earth because you're an agent of change. You bring something that was missing. The enemy knows that, and that's why it's their goal to stop you so you won't bring God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And again, we know that our responsibility is to bring God's will on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're supposed to do as kingdom ambassadors. Children of God and, and, of course, being a part of God's government, we're, we're kings and priests in God's government. So it's our responsibility to bring forth God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? So that's why I said the enemy is trying to stop you. So the four winds of heaven uh, does work that you can't do yourself. The four winds of heaven does work that you cannot do yourself. So it's your job as royalty in God's kingdom to tell the winds to blow. So we have to tell the winds to blow. And we're going to get into each one specifically in a minute. So one common denominator we know in spiritual warfare is your role. You have a role to speak to your weapons. We talk about how you have to speak, send the blood forth and tell the blood what to do. You have to speak and tell the fire what to do, pretty much the call of the fire. You have to send for the blood, etc. You have to send for the angels. And now we talk about how you have to speak and send the four winds of heaven. So you see that, 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 that that's one common denominator is that we have to actually speak it, send for it. Put it to work. So that's a, that's a role that we have to remember that we have to do. So that's our responsibility. Okay? So again, we say it time and time again. You were sent on earth to rule, and it's your job to tell the weapons that God gave you for battle what you need them to do. So you have to direct it directly to your situation. You have to direct the winds of God directly for uh, toward your situation, whatever the enemy is trying to do in your life. You have to direct the wind to blow into the direction of whatever the situation is, whether it's your finances, your health, your family, your career, etc. So, therefore, that's your responsibility to send it. It's your responsibility to open up your mouth 
and send the winds of heaven. Okay? So again, because you were sent here to rule. So you have to stay alert because you have territory that you're responsible for. Some things come with a fight because the enemy doesn't want you to have it. So if you had to fight to get it, you know how to fight to keep it. There's some things that when you get it, you might have had to fight to get it, but you got to fight to keep it because, again, you know, the enemy is trying to snatch it away from you because he doesn't want to see you successful. He doesn't want to see you prosper. He doesn't want to see you happy. He doesn't want to see you full of joy. So that's why we're talking about all these weapons and the different uh, uh, strategies, et cetera, in spiritual warfare, so that you will always have these tools. No matter where you find yourself in life, you will always be able to utilize these tools that God has given us. Okay? Very clear. So it's time to be who God called you to be. And you should be gladly, you should gladly accept it because it's a royal position in this kingdom. When you accept the, the calling of God on your life or God sent you to, then understand that it's a royal position. Because you're royalty, it, it's impossible to work in God's kingdom for God and not be royalty. So you are royalty. And that comes with responsibility. That comes with responsibility in warfare even. Once you accept it, this royal position, uh, one prerequisite is knowing how to war in the spirit. Because as I said at the beginning of this series, that we're in a fight. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you choose to get in a fight or not, you're still in a fight. You were born into a fight because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his goal. That's what he wants to do. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So that lets us know that we're in a fight. We're in a fight. So we know that. That's the basic. But you have to know how to war in the spirit. So you must remain faithful in battle because it's part of your responsibility to teach others how to fight against the enemy in spiritual warfare. You're set apart from others because of how much word you know and apply. It's not enough just to know the word. You have to apply the word. Apply the word of God to your life. So now that you apply it to your life, it's now your role to train other soldiers on what you already know. So when you gain an understanding of how to call the four winds of heaven, you'll be able to deploy yet another weapon against the enemy. The enemy attacks we know from all directions. But you can call forth the wind of heaven that brings destruction to blow against the enemy. And we're going to get into that particular wind uh, when we get into our first passage. So you must remember that you have access. A reminder, you have access to all of heaven's resources. And what you need on earth, you can ask for it to be sent from heaven. Just a simple reminder. You can ask for it to be sent from heaven to earth. From heaven to earth. So understand this. You have access to all of heaven's resources. Do you understand that? You have access to all of heaven's resources. And you can call that very resource from earth that you need to be sent from heaven. So there's a specific wind that you can call for for provision. Attacks will come, but you are equipped. God doesn't always need to send help because sometimes you already have help and you need to use what he already gave you. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't always need to send help because sometimes you already have help and you need to use what he gave you. It's already in you. He already gave you some things. He said, look, I already taught you how to fight. I already gave you the, the right weapons. I mean, look at all the weapons we already talked about. We talked about the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus, the authority of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, angels. We talked about the blood. We talked about uh, warring with praise and worship, with the clapping your hands, stomping your feet, the sound of your voice. We talked about, again, the blood. We talked about the fire of God. Now we're talking about the four winds. Look at how much, look at how heavy your arsenal is. So much that you can use to counterattack whatever the enemy throws at your life. So much that you can use. 
So that's why I say, so that's why God didn't always need to send help because sometimes you already have help. You just need to use what he gave you. And he's already shown you what he gave you. So understand, God takes it personal when the enemy attacks you because you're doing God's business. God takes it personal when the enemy attacks you because you're doing God's business. So he gives you more ammo than you need to ensure that you have victory. So there's no reason why you will not walk away with victory. There's nothing that can prevent you from walking away with the victory that has already been won. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. So the four winds is another set of ammo that you can use in spiritual warfare. Some are offensive and others are defensive. Again, some are offensive, others are defensive. So don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Don't faint now because you were not born to lose. God will restore you in battle when you need strength because you're fighting the battle in his name, and his name only knows victory. When you're fighting in spiritual warfare and you're coming in the name of Jesus Christ, his name only knows victory. So therefore, you must employ the four winds of heaven in your life. You must employ the four winds of heaven in your life. It will blow and accomplish what it was sent to do. Again, the four winds will blow and accomplish what it was sent to do. The four winds impact various aspects of life. Sometimes the enemy will try to use the winds or storms to blow against you, against your life, but you can counterattack by knowing how the four winds of heaven operate. And the enemy can send storms in your life, but you can also send storms in the lives of the enemy. So open your mouth and tell the winds to blow. So then we have to, we, 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 you and I, oftentimes in different situations, we've sat back for far too long allowing the enemy to play in our lives on our territory, on our given, God-given territory, the territory that God has assigned to us. So we've, we've sat back for too long. So it's time to make demons pay for causing havoc in certain areas of your life for so long. So therefore, send a destructive wind from heaven against them. So therefore, you have to send a destructive weapon uh, or wind of heaven against them. And again, we're about to get into what that particular wind is and how each one, each one of those winds uh, will work in your life. So to understand, the enemy sent some winds in your life to blow away what God said you could have. So it's time for you to blow back and command it to be returned. Again, this is not for the wicked heart. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for us to go hide in a corner and act like we're defeated. You have too much weapons. You have too much power at your disposal to allow the enemy to beat up on you. Too much, too much, too much, too much at your disposal, too many weapons. And so the, the four winds, like I said, the, the four winds of heaven are now a set of ammo. I'm just building this foundation, and we're going to take off. So again, so therefore, when you're blowing back and commanding it to be returned, you can't allow your flesh to tell you to quit. Don't allow your feelings to do the talking. If you want to see ongoing results in spiritual warfare, Remain persistent. If you want to see ongoing results in spiritual warfare, remain persistent. Don't stop fighting until you get what God says is yours. Again, don't stop fighting until you get what God says is yours. Simple as that. And sometimes, like I, said, I know you get weary along the way. I know you get tired along the way, and it's like, God, what is going on? What's taking so long for this to manifest? What's taking so long for that to manifest? But at the end of the day, understand that it's a fight. You're in a fight. But you're in a fight that you were born to win. You're in a fight that really you can't lose when, when God is, again, and, he, and, and, and so you had an advantage. Because there's some folks who don't know how to war in the spirit. There's some folks who don't have 
the uh, the necessary weapons. There's some folk who don't know how to use the weapons that they have. So therefore, you an advantage now that you're getting this word that you can apply to your life in spiritual warfare and then go back and teach others. So that's an advantage. And so, okay, so then now let's get into the four winds. Let's get into the good part here. So the four winds, the four winds of heaven, each of the four winds of heaven serves a function that you can deploy in your life. And we'll discuss the role of each. First, we have the east wind. We have the west wind, the north wind, and the south wind. So again, we have the east wind, the west wind, the north wind, and the south wind. So let's go to Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. Daniel chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. And it reads, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream, telling the main facts. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. So he said the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. Okay, and so we see here that Daniel had a prophet, prophetic vision of something that was going to happen among some of the nations during that time. However, we see the four winds of heaven mentioned. It says the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. So that those four winds again are east, west, north, and south. So the wind is also one symbol of the Holy Spirit. So again, the wind is also a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So now let's talk about the east wind, the east wind. The first one we're going to talk about tonight is the east wind, how to use the east wind when it comes to spiritual warfare. Okay, so understand that the east wind of heaven brings destruction. It destroys the work of the enemy and sin. So pray to God to send an east wind against the enemy. So you thought you, when you're looking at demonic attacks, certain things being that you're being attacked by the enemy, certain things, you can send for an east wind to blow. The east wind wrecks things. It causes things to dry up and it brings famine. If you need something to dry up in your life, you can send for the east wind of heaven to blow to dry it up. So again, so if there's some things in your life that you need to dry up, you can send the east wind. So we see again, the east wind brings destruction. It destroys the works of the enemy and sin. So you can pray to God again to send an east wind against the enemy. An east wind. And again, the east wind wrecks things. It causes things to dry up and brings a famine. So even in your own life, if something needs to dry up, you can send for the east wind to blow to dry it up. The east wind of heaven also brings judgment against the enemy. So to send God's judgment against demons, call forth the east wind to blow. So you want to send judgment against the enemy? The enemy's been attacking, attacking. You want God's judgment to send? You send the east wind. And the east wind also brings forth the demonstration of the power of God. And you will often see miracles, signs, and wonders as the east wind of heaven blows. So we see we can use the east wind against the enemy, and we can also use the east wind in our lives. When we use the east wind against the enemy, that's where we're sending destruction. That's where we're sending God's judgment to destroy the works of the enemy. When you need something to dry up in your life, when, as far as reference to you, you can send an east wind. When you want to demonstrate some God's power in your life, miracle signs and wonders, you can send for an east wind to blow in your life. So again, if you're in need of a miracle in your life or the life of another, you can call forth the east wind to blow. Okay, let's go to Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. All right, Exodus 10, verses 12 through 14, and it reads, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt, for the locusts that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, all the hail has left. 
So Moses stretched out his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. When it was morning, the east wind brought locusts. When it was morning, the east wind brought locusts. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested on all the territory of Egypt. They were very severe. Previously, there had been no such locusts as they, nor shall there be any such after them. So here we find Moses. He was obeying the instructions of the Lord. Moses was walking in obedience to the instructions of the Lord. And so we see that God was bringing judgment against Pharaoh and all of Egypt for not letting the children of Israel go free from bondage. We know that. We know the story about how, you know, God sent Moses to set the people free, etc. And we know that the enemy didn't want to let him go. Pharaoh didn't want to, Pharaoh didn't want to let him go. He was fighting against it. Okay? And so we see again, bring God's judgment. So God was bringing judgment against Pharaoh and all of Egypt. And so this was the eighth plague. This, this plague of locusts was the eighth plague uh, that God had sent against Egypt. It was the eighth plague that God sent against Egypt. Okay? And so God instructed Moses to stretch out his hand. He instructed Moses to stretch out his hand towards the land of Egypt. And God sent an east wind on the land that blew all day and all night. So God sent an east wind that blew all day and all night. And it brought with it locusts that covered the entire land. Again, it brought locusts that covered the entire land. So understand, your obedience to God will always give you favor with the hand of God. Said again, your obedience to God will always give you favor with the hand of God. So we see, we see that it not only brought destruction, but it also brought forth judgment against Pharaoh and the land of Egypt for not letting God's people go. So the enemy may try to hold you in bondage, but you can send the east wind of heaven to blow to bring God's judgment against them. So again, you can send the east heaven of blow to bring God's uh, the east heaven, east wind of heaven to blow to bring God's judgment against the enemy. Okay, so again, that's going back to the east wind. So what did the locusts do? The locusts destroyed the crops. In other words, they brought a famine. So you can have the east wind of heaven to blow to bring a famine to the enemy's camp. So we already talked about how the east wind brings judgment against the enemy. So again, the east wind, when you, when you call forth the east wind to blow, it brings judgment and it brings destruction to the enemy. So you can say, Lord, you know, send the east wind. I call for an east wind to blow against the hand of the enemy. And then it will bring destruction and it will bring God's judgment. When you command the east wind to blow as you're praying, as you're, as you're declaring things, as you're going into warfare, you can tell an east wind to blow to bring judgment and destruction against the enemy. And not only that, but you can also bring a famine. You can send an east wind, send a famine and, you know, starve the enemy, you know, because, you know, again, the enemy needs something to feed off of. So you can send, send, send uh, the east wind to, to bring a famine to the lives of the enemy. So what came with the east wind was so severe. That no locust of that type had ever been on the land, nor will there ever be again. So you are so special to God that there are some things that God will do in your life that he has never done before in your life. So we see how destructive the east wind was. When you call forth the east wind from heaven, it will send a plague upon the enemy's camp. So we see destruction, plague. Famine, so all that judgment it brings against the enemy. The east wind is destructive, so you can send the east wind to come back against the enemy. Okay, let's go to Exodus 14, verses 21 to 22. Exodus 14, verses 21 through 
22. And that's Exodus 14, 21 through 22. And it reads, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So here we find God rescuing the children of Israel from the hands of the enemy, Pharaoh and Egypt. So we see that this was a miracle. So we see the miracle that, that took place when God had Moses uh, sent for the east wind. So Moses stretched forth his hand, and God sent the east wind to blow all night to cause the waters of the sea to be divided and to form a wall around them so that the children of Israel could now walk on dry ground. Because clearly it was impossible for them to walk across this, this deep sea. They would have drowned. So then God said, okay, tell Moses to stretch his hand over the particular uh, over the sea, and then a strong east wind blew. And it blew back the water so that they could then walk on dry land. So the God sent an east wind to blow. So when you call forth the east wind, now we're seeing how, uh, as I said, how it works against the enemy, but it also can work in our lives. So when you call forth the east wind of heaven to blow in your life, it will cause what's blocking you from moving forward to be removed. So when you call, again, when you call forth the east wind of heaven to blow in your life, it will cause what's blocking you from moving forward to be removed. Because again, we see the water was blocking them. They couldn't get past the water. The east wind blew, and what the water that was literally standing in their way became a wall around them, and they, they were able to walk on dry ground. So, again, you can call for an east wind to move whatever's blocking you. So, you see, it all goes hand in hand. Again, brings the judgment against the enemy, destruction against the enemy. Which it brings famine against the enemy, a plague against the enemy. Whatever's trying to block you, it, it, it moves out of the way. So, so, all this goes with the east wind. So, Moses demonstrated the power of God as he stretched forth his hand over the sea. So truly, this was a miracle for the waters to be parted so they can cross over. That was a miracle. So there is truly miracle working power living in you, and all you need to do is tap into it and use it for the glory of God. So we see that, again, they were able to walk on dry ground. They were able to walk on dry ground. Just as Moses demonstrated the power of God, you and I are expected to demonstrate the power of God. And there may be things in your life that that you may seem to be drowning in, but you can call forth the east wind of heaven to blow the waters back in your life. So notice that the wind continued to blow until the task was completed. The wind kept blowing so the sea would continue to be parted so that they can cross over on dry, dry ground. It, it kept blowing and doing its job until they got across. So when you call for the winds of heaven to blow in your life, it will blow until you get to the place you need to get to. It will blow until you get to the place you need to get to. So you got to keep calling the wind to blow. You keep calling the east wind to blow to move the enemy back. Whatever's blocking you to move it aside, to, to, to send judgment, to send destruction against the enemy, to send a plague, to send a famine upon the enemy so that you can continue to move forward. And whatever's blocking you, it'll cause it to be removed, cast into the sea, all with the east wind. And it will blow until you get to the place you need to get to. So it's persistent. So if, if the wind of God is persistent, then that means that you and I must be persistent. We have to be persistent with prayer. We have to be persistent in the word. We have to remain persistent. That's what you and I have to do. Okay? So now let's talk about the west wind. We're going to go on to the west wind. So again, we talk about the four 
winds of heaven, calling forth the four winds of heaven. So that was the east wind. So now we're going to go into the west wind. What does the west wind do? The west wind of heaven brings deliverance. The west wind of heaven brings deliverance. We're going to get into the passage to support it. The west wind of heaven brings deliverance. If you or someone you know is in need of deliverance from anything, you can call forth the west wind of heaven to blow and deliverance will come. Okay? And, and let's say it doesn't happen right away, you don't see it right away, then you keep calling forth that west wind because the west wind comes with, it blows in deliverance. It comes with deliverance with it. Okay? So let's go to Exodus 10. So we're standing in Exodus. Exodus 10, verses 16 through 19. Exodus chapter 10, verses 16 through 19. All right, again, that's Exodus chapter 10, 16 through 19. All right, and it reads, Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only. So he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord turned a very strong west wind, which took the locusts away and blew them into the Red Sea. There remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt. There remained not one locust in all the territory of Egypt. So we see what the west wind was able to do. So we see here uh, the east wind. We know the east wind had already done so much destruction in Exodus 10, 13 to 14, as we covered. Uh, the east wind had already done so much destruction that Pharaoh was repentant. It caused Pharaoh to repent. He was very repentant. So he was afraid and he begged for Moses and Aaron to pray to God that the plague would be lifted. It was so bad that Pharaoh called, Pharaoh called it death. He said, please forgive my sin. He said, then, you know, take this death away from me. He called it death. That's how bad the plague was. He literally called it death. So Pharaoh wanted deliverance from the destruction that the east one of heaven caused. And sometimes the enemy will send destruction in your life. So if the enemy causes destruction in your life, you can call forth the west wind of heaven to blow it away. You can cause to blow it away. Like if there's a plague, there's something, a sickness, et cetera, certain things that the enemy tried to put on you, tried to send your way, you can now send a west wind to blow it away. Again, it brings deliverance, deliverance from something, delivering you out of a jam, delivering you out of a tough situation, delivering you out of, you know, certain bad habits, et cetera. You can call forth the west wind to bring deliverance. And again, it literally pushed all the locusts, the destruction that the east wind blew, the west wind blew it away. Because I said, like I said earlier, the enemy can blow things against us and, and send things our way, but we can send that east, that west wind, to blow it away. Okay? Just as the east wind sent destruction to the enemy, the east wind sent judgment to the enemy, the east wind sent a plague to the enemy, the east wind sent a famine to the enemy, the east wind also brought, as far as an offense, offense for us, it brought about a change of, uh, of miracles. It brought about power, miracles, signs. That's what the east wind was also able to do. So we can also employ it in our lives. If we need miracle signs and wonders, we can call for the east wind to blow. Lord, send an east wind to blow that, you know, we will see an increase in miracles. Send an east wind to blow that I'll see miracles in my life, that I'll be able to perform miracles in my life through the power of the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit is working in you, but you can send an east wind because it comes with it. It's like extra bonus. It's like an extra bonus, extra backup. 
an east wind to blow, and that changes the atmosphere. You would send an east wind to blow to change the atmosphere that miracles may uh, may, may be able to uh, be performed where you are, that you may be able to pray for someone, and, 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 and this sick shall recover, the blind shall see. Because, again, we already have the power to do it, the power of the Holy Spirit. And as I said, the wind also represent, represents uh, one symbol of the Holy Spirit. But we see this, again, this west wind will bring that deliverance. So, again, Pharaoh was like, hey, deliver us. We, we, we can't deal with this. So, again, you could call the west wind to blow away. Again, the locusts were there, and the west wind blew all the locusts away. And so we see how Moses, under the influence of, under the influence of God, used one wind, the, which was the east wind, to bring the locusts that caused destruction. And then he used another wind to take the destruction away, which we know was the west wind. So notice that Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste. That means it was urgent. It was an urgent matter. He's de- he was desperate. So you can cause so much destruction in the enemy's camp that they will beg you to take it away. They will beg you to stop pouring it on them. So we also see here that the west wind was very strong. It had to be strong enough to blow the locusts that covered the entire land away and blow it into the Red Sea. The west wind of heaven is powerful enough to blow any obstacle, no matter how big it may seem in your life. It can blow it away. It's that powerful because you see all these locusts, it, it blew it away. It brought deliverance to the entire land by blowing away the plague that came forth. So I say, so if an enemy tries to bring a plague in your life, tries to torment you, etc., uh, we know that the east wind will destroy and bring destruction, but the west wind will blow whatever obstacles out of your way. It will blow obstacles out of your way. Uh, so, so again, you can employ that west wind, again, to use in your life. So parts of your life may seem to be in shambles, but there's nothing that can be so shattered that God cannot fix it. There's nothing that's so shattered that God cannot fix it. So we see here how the east wind and the west wind kind of work together. It brought destruction on the enemy. And also brought, and then the, the east wind brought destruction, and the west wind brought the deliverance. It was able to move it out of the way. It was able to move it out of the way. And we, again, we know the east wind. We go back to the east wind. It also brought forth miracle, miracles, miracle working power as they parted the, 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 the sea. So we see the east wind, west wind. Now, the west wind is simple. It's deliverance. It brings deliverance. It delivers you out of a situation. It delivers you whatever you need delivered from. The west wind can help with that. Okay. Let's talk about the north wind. Now we're going to talk about what the north wind does. We already covered the east, and we covered the west, and now we're going to cover the north wind. All right, so turn your Bible to Ezekiel 1. Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 4. Again, that's Ezekiel 1 and 4. All right? So the north wind, so before we read that, uh, understand that the north wind of heaven brings with it the presence of God. The north wind of heaven brings with it the presence of God. It brings the presence of God. Okay? And so if you need the manifested presence of God in your life, send for the north wind of heaven to blow because it truly changes things. So if you need the manifested presence of God in your life, send for the north wind of heaven to blow. And the north wind brings forth rain in your life. If you're in a dry place or things just seem dried up, if something is dead or dried up in your life, send forth the north wind of heaven to bring forth the rain to refresh. The north wind of heaven also brings a shaking, conviction, a stirring, rebuking. It can push us when we want to quit. It can put things in order. So if your life seems to be in disorder, send forth the north wind of heaven to blow, to restore order. If there's chaos in your life, send forth the north wind to restore order. So your job, your community, your family, etc. may need a shaking or a stirring to get things moving again or to wake them up. So if things are at a standstill, and nothing seems to be moving in your life, call forth the north wind of heaven to blow to stir things up. 
So you can call for the north wind of heaven to blow to start things up. Okay? Ezekiel 1 and 4. Ezekiel 1 and 4. And it reads, Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing it itself, and brightness was all around it, and, and, and radiating out of its mist, like the color of amber out of the mist of the fire, out of the mist of the fire. So this chapter gives an account of Ezekiel's vision of God and his throne. So we see uh, that he saw a whirlwind coming out of the north. The north wind again represents God's presence, God's manifested presence in your life. Okay? So we also see the cloud that often represents, you know, it said, it said in this passage there was a cloud, and we know that the cloud often represented God's presence. So he used the cloud to guide the Israelites out of Egypt, the cloud of God's glory. So that same cloud with fire can consume you, and it can also turn judgment against the enemy. So it's an honor and a privilege for God to manifest his presence in our life. And this was a great opportunity for Ezekiel. God will give you greater visions of what's to come in your life if you consistently make time for him. He will give you greater visions of what's to come in your life if you consistently make time for him. So again, the north wind. We see what the north wind does. It brings the presence of God. In this passage, we see how it brings the manifested presence of God. Okay? Let's go to Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon or yours maybe Song of Songs. Song of Solomon, chapter 4. Again, Song of Solomon, chapter 4, or Song of Songs. And it reads, this is one verse, chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Awake, O north wind, and come. O south, blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its present pleasant fruits. So this book is a love story. It's a love story of love uh, between a husband and a wife and, and for one another. So it was, it was a love story between a love for a husband and, love, a husband and a wife and for one another. So some of it can also be seen as symbolic of the love between Christ and the church. However, it's definitely a love story. So we see that this verse speaks of the north wind to be awakened or to arise. And the north wind was being told to come to bring the cool air and to purge things. And the south wind came to bring warmth and comfort. So the garden is also symbolic of us. Okay? We need the north wind and the south wind to blow upon us that we may grow in God. These winds were called forth to bring forth the wonderful aroma and the perfumes of the garden. So we need the chilly wind of the north wind of heaven to blow in our lives to prune us so we can produce good fruit. So we can produce good fruit. And again, as I said earlier about the north wind, remember it brings a stirring, a shaking, conviction, rebuking with the north wind. So sometimes we may get out of line or sometimes, you know, we may say, okay, Lord, I haven't been consistent in your word. I haven't been consistent in your word. I kind of fell back a little. I got slack here. Or, Lord, I've been doing this. Okay, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, we repent for our sin, but there's sometimes you just, you know, you might just seem stagnant. You, you, you need that north wind to blow to shake things up, to, to get things back, back in order, to restore things, restore the order in your life. And that's what the north wind will do. And we see here this longing that they were talking about was a longing and desire for the woman, for her husband to enjoy all that came with her and for her to enjoy all that came with him. So pretty much they were, it's for them to enjoy each other. So we need the north wind of heaven to blow in our lives 
to stir up the love of God in us that it may be shown in the world through our lives. Again, it's a stirring. The North Wind brings us stirring. And that's what it's, it stirs things up in our lives. And it stirs up the love of God in our lives, that his love can be shown in our lives in the world. So if you need love to be kindled in your life, sin for the north and south wind of heaven to blow in your life. They'll work together to bring that love. Send forth the love of God. The north and the wind, the south wind works together in that regard. So because when those winds come together, it produces a sweet aroma in the spirit realm as it blows upon your life. So you want these winds to blow upon you in your future or current spouse. Whether you're married, not married, you're single, etc., you, you call for the north and south wind to blow. It's a signal in the spirit of God. Uh, it's a spirit primitive. It's a signal in the spirit for God-ordained lovers. Love is attached to the north wind of heaven because it comes with God's presence. And God is love. And again, if the north wind is the manifested presence of God, brings forth the manifested presence of God, we know God is love. And so this is what that north wind brings. It comes with God's presence. So in any type of God-ordained relationship, whether intimate or familial, it takes God's love in us to love them and vice versa. So in order for God's love to shine forth through you, you must remain in position for God to use you. You must remain in position for God to use you. So again, if you need love to be kindled in your life, send for the north and south wind to blow, and they'll work together to bring forth that. Okay, you've been waiting for a spouse, etc. You can send for that north and south wind to blow. That's what it does. It, it, they work together. It, it, it kindles love. It kindles the love of God. And, and so those north winds and south wind hits together. That's what it brings. We know the north alone brings God's manifest presence. We're going to get into the south, but when the north and south wind blows together, it rekindles or it kindles the love of God. It, it, it's like a pleasant aroma. You want to talk with the law of attraction? That, that's the ultimate law of attraction in the spirit realm, calling for the north and south wind to blow. They hit one another, come into contact with one another to, to bring forth that love in your life, to kindle a love in your life that your God ordained made, et cetera, et cetera. That aroma will go forth in the spirit realm and draw you to one another. All right, let's go to Proverbs 25. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 23. Just one verse. Again, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 23. And it reads, The north wind brings forth rain. And a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. So we see here that the north wind of heaven brings forth rain, as we mentioned earlier. And some versions may say uh, that it drives it away, but more accurate translation, it, it brings forth rain. So it's showing that just as the north wind brings forth rain, a backbiting or slandering tongue brings forth anger. It was just showing a, it was comparing how the same thing works. If the, if the north wind bring if the north wind brings rain. Just like a backbiting or slandering tongue will bring forth anger and make someone angry. So both produces what it produces. So if something is not growing in your life, if something is not growing in your life, you can send forth the north wind to water the seed. You can send forth the north wind to water the seed. And sometimes we've been fighting for so long until we get weary along the way. We get tired. So if you're tired from the battle, send forth the north wind of heaven to blow, to refresh you, to bring a refreshing in your life. To rejuvenate you, send that north wind. Again, I say it brings that shaking, that stirring. It brings order, and ultimately it brings the manifested presence of God. So you think about the north wind, think about the manifested presence of God. Think about I need some things shaking up in my life. I, I, I've been stagnant or I've been, you know, kind of going through the motions. I've been, I, I've been procrastinating. Send that north wind to shake things up in your life. And sometimes we need that extra boost to keep going. It may feel like you're losing, but keep sending forth the winds to blow in your life, and it, the winds will do their job. 
you will win. You can't lose. And this passage also shows the power of your words. We know, again, words are seeds. Words are seeds. Understand that. And you don't want your words to produce anger in your life or anger in another's life if it's not based in truth or love. A slandering tongue is not rooted in love or truth. So send forth the north wind of heaven to blow, to water the good seeds in your life, and to shake up and uproot the bad seeds sown. So you can send that north wind to water you, to water things in your life. If seeds that you that, that are taking root, that you feel like they haven't sprouted up yet, they haven't been, you know, you've been sowing and doing these different things and haven't taken root, send that north wind to till that ground. Send that north wind to water your crops, to water the seeds that God's placed in you, that they may begin to grow and sprout up. Say that north wind. Okay, now we're going to talk about our last one, the south wind, the south wind, the south wind. Let's go to Psalm 78, verses 26 to 29. Again, Psalm 78, verses 26 through 29. All right, again, Psalm 78, verses 26 through 29. And it reads, he caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the seas, and he let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwelling, so they ate and were filled, for he gave them their own desire. Okay, so the first thing we need to understand, the south wind. The south wind of heaven brings provision and prosperity. It brings provision and prosperity. So if you're in need of provision in your life, send forth the south wind to blow in your life, okay? And think about it. Remember how we said that you can send a famine against the enemy? Blessed is a famine in your life. There's a lack in your life, etc. Then you can send forth a south wind to blow to bring provision. So if you need a provision in your life, send forth the south wind to blow. If you need a provision, prosperity, etc., that's what the south wind does. The south wind also brings joy, peace, and comfort. So if you're in need of joy... You can call forth the south wind of heaven to blow in your life to bring joy and peace. To bring joy and peace. That's what comes with it, the south wind. And we know, of course, like I said, some of these winds work interchangeably because we know the north wind uh, brings forth the presence of God. And in the presence of God is everything. Everything is in the presence of God. Okay, so, you know, that north wind brings the presence of God. So there's so much that embodies the presence of God. But again, like I said, the north wind also had other responsibilities. Like I said, to shake things up, stir things up. To push you forward, if you if you get lackadaisical, you get lazy, you feel stagnant, etc. You don't want to move. You know you need to move. You keep putting things off, etc. Send that north wind to blow to stir things up, to shake things up, so you can get forward, start moving forward, and get that energy back in. And 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 maybe you put your goals to the side, and and you and you said, oh, I don't know if I can do it. You put your goals to the side. You send that north wind to blow. But let's say your goals, you have goals, and you said, I can, I don't have the money. I don't have the funds to do this, etc. You send the south wind. To bring forth prosperity, to bring the provision for the vision. That's what the south wind would do. And again, the south wind also comes with comfort, peace, and joy. So again, so we see in Psalm 78, verse 26 to 29, uh, in the first, in, in verse 26, it says, He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power, and by his power, he brought in the south wind. So here we see how the south wind of heaven brought down food or provision. Because it said he rained meat, in verse 27, he rained, also rained meat on them like the dust. He rained meat on them like the dust. So 
So this account is talking about how God fed the children of Israel in the wilderness with quail after their constant complaining and rebellion. So God said, okay, I'm going to feed you. You don't want no more. Okay, you can't take no more. A, you know, it'll come out your nose. You have so much. So the south wind brought the provision. They were in the wilderness. They were hungry, etc. So they called. So, so the south wind blew to bring the food, to bring the provision that they needed. So the south wind brought the provision. But the east wind, we see that it starts off talking about, in verse 26, he caused an east wind to blow in the heavens as well. Now, it's, we're going we're gonna to put it all together here. The south wind brought provision, but the east wind brought the destruction and judgment upon them for their disobedience. Remember at the beginning, we see the east wind brings destruction, famine. Uh, it brings uh, 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 God's judgment. That's for the east wind. So God brought that east wind as well because they're sinning disobedience. So God didn't take away the provision, but they weren't really able to enjoy it to the fullest because of the judgment that was brought against them. So understand it. You've come too far. You have come too far, and you've gone through too much to get the blessing that you prayed for not to be able to enjoy. You're going to enjoy this thing. You're going to enjoy what you've been praying and fasting and waiting for the manifest in your life, and now you know how to employ the winds. So God wants you to have peace and prosperity. That's what comes with the south wind, peace, prosperity, joy, comfort. That's the south wind. So you're in need of something. You're lacking something. Call for the south wind to blow in your life that will blow in that provision that you need, whether he, you know, whether it, it blows in you know, someone whose heart was touched to, to, to soul or, or someone who uh, will have an open door for you to get into this door to go here and et cetera. It, the south wind will blow in that provision. Whatever way, shape, or form it comes in, the south wind will blow forth that prosperity. And let's say you've been, you've been having hell in your house and, and this thing seems to be just going you seem to be all over the place. You don't know if you're coming or you're going, and there's just no peace. You're not resting easy. You're not resting well, and you're worrying, et cetera. Send for the south wind to blow in your life to bring the peace of God, to bring comfort in your life, okay? So, again, you come too far to get the, 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 get this, the blessing of comfort that you pray for you, for you not to be able to enjoy it. So God wants you to have peace and prosperity. Don't abort what God is birthing out of you. You have to keep pushing. Again, don't abort what God is birthing out of you. You have to keep pushing. The provision brought some peace in their lives. It brought some peace in this passage because it was what they needed since they were in the wilderness. And you too may feel like you're in a wilderness experience, but call forth the south wind of heaven to blow so it will bring God's peace. It'll bring God's peace. So God sent so much meat down to the people until it rained down like dust. They had so much meat, so much food, and rained down like dust. So God is the God of more than enough. He gave them more than what they needed to eat. So if you're lacking in your finances, send forth the south wind to blow in your life to bring prosperity. Send for the south wind to blow. And the Israelites had no reason to panic or to rebel against God because God always made a way for them. This old song says God makes a way out of nowhere. He will continue to make a way in your life. You may feel like your back is against the wall, like you in a time crunch, etc. But God has a perfect record in your life. And I say it all the time, God specializes in overnight miracles. He specializes in overnight deliveries. So you have no reason, you have no reason to get impatient with God because God has always and will always make a way for you. Remain faithful, remain obedient, and things may be uncomfortable right now. But the south wind of heaven blowing in your life will bring comfort with it. It will bring comfort with it. So a quick review. 
the four winds of heaven. Talk about how we can use the four winds of heaven in our, against the enemy in warfare and how we can use the four winds of heaven uh, to, 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 to work in our own lives. Okay? And each one have a different function. The east wind. Again, the east wind brings destruction. It destroys the work of the enemy and sin. Okay? The east wind also brings judgment against the enemy. So you think east wind, think destruction, think it's, it's, it's sending something back against the enemy to attack the enemy back. That's the east wind. Okay, so that's when you said each one to blow. The east wind and out for as far as applying directly, I mean, of course, that applies to so as far as things in our own lives, outside of warfare, is you in need of a miracle. You want you need a miracle in your life, miracle signs, wonders to flow, etc. You send for that east wind to blow, because again, the east wind brings the power of God with it as well. So again, and that's just simply waking up to the power that's in you, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, so the east wind, okay? So then now the west wind, simple, the west wind brings deliverance. You need deliverance from something, okay? Something's blocking you, something's holding you down, something's holding you in shackles. That 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 habit you can't seem to break, that vicious cycle you keep going through over and over again. You try to every time it seems like you're moving forward, it seems like something pushes ten steps back. You thought you was getting better, then that thing keeps coming up over and over again, over and over again, causing destruction in your life. Send that west wind to bring deliverance, to deliver you out of the snares of the enemy, to deliver you out of the trap that the enemy has set in your life, that you fall in it, that you keep falling over and over again, that bad habit you keep doing over and over and over again. Send for the west wind to blow. Command the west wind to blow in your life to bring deliverance. Okay? The north wind. The north wind, think about it, the presence of God. The north wind brings the manifested presence of God in your life. When it blows, it brings the manifested presence of God. And with that, it also brings rain. It, 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 in, in a dry place, it, it, it brings rain in your life. Okay? And so and, and also it refreshes you. It refreshes you and then it shakes things up. If, if, it brings order. If things are out of order, it brings order. So again, the north wind manifests the manifest presence of God. This thing with everything that comes with it, it brings order. Okay? It, it restores things to order. It also shakes things. Anything that's not like God, it'll force it to be moved. Anything that is around you that don't need to be, that north wind will blow it away. Uh, uh, ungodly covenants and people who in your life that don't need to be there, that you've been sitting around and, and you've been trying to shake and et cetera, and you know it's a bad habit. It's a person that's not good for you don't need to be in your life, people that you don't need to be around, etc. Uh, the, the traps that the enemy may send to try to send decoys in your life to send people who are trying to drain you, trying to take from you, trying to bring you down. You send that north wind, that north wind to bring order, to shake things up, to convict you. And we know the Holy Spirit brings conviction, etc. We know that, but that north wind also, it like that's extra reinforcement, it, 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 it uh, stirring and rebuking. Okay, you send that north wind to blow in your life. And the last one, the south wind, the south wind, the south wind simply brings provision and prosperity. You're lacking something. You need provision for the vision. You need something for your finance. You need that provision. We know that God already said that he desires for us to prosper and be in good health as our soul prosper. So the south wind brings provision and prosperity. So if you need prosperity in your life, you need provision for something, a project, etc., uh, send for the, the south wind to blow and also brings joy and peace. This disorder in your life, you need peace. You need peace. Send for the south wind. It also comes with comfort. So that's the, the east, the west, the west, the north, and the south wind. So now you know how to use these winds, how to employ them in your life. That's another something else in your arsenal that you can pull on, that you can use against the enemy, and you can use in your life as you continue to move forward in doing the will of God. The four winds of heaven. We walk through the scriptures to show you 
how it points that to, to what each wind does in your life. So now it's time for you to start employing the four winds of heaven in your life. Don't take, don't, don't wait around on it. And of course, you know, I have the notes uploaded tomorrow, the playback link, et cetera, so you can make sure that you get these notes. You can go back and share it because, again, you're not going to get it all in one sitting. We've been covering too much for you to get in one sitting. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We got to hear it over and over again, rehearse it over and over again, read it, take the notes with you at work, et cetera. Uh, read them over or listen to it. You can listen to the replay by phone or you can listen to the replay at your computer. So you need to hear it over and over again until it gets in you. So you can now, so you won't have to go back. Okay, what does the north wind do again? What's the south wind? You will know it'll be in you how to employ these winds in your life. And I'm sure that everyone I've touched, every wind that I've touched on, you need to use at some point in your life. So I will close this on out in prayer. Father God, we come now to the end of yet. Another Bible study, oh God, we thank you for the word that went forth on this night, oh God. We thank you for uh, teaching us about the four winds, oh God, and the importance of employing the four winds in our lives, oh God. And I declare right now, dear God, that an east wind will blow, oh God, against every destruct, everything the enemy has tried to do in the lives of your people, every trip and tr- every track. Uh, of the enemy, I'd send an east wind to blow right now to destroy the enemy's plan, to destroy the plot of the enemy against their lives. I send an east wind to blow now in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the west wind, O oh God. I declare deliverance. Anyone who's in need of deliverance, O oh God, they've been going through something for a long time, O oh God. I declare the west wind to blow in their lives, O oh God, that deliverance shall come to their homes in the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. And I thank you now, O oh God, for the north wind to blow, O oh God, that they will have a true encounter with you, O oh God, an encounter with you like they've never had before, O oh God, as your manifested presence shall come in their life, O oh God. We thank you now, O oh God. Not declare if anything's dried up, O oh God, that the north wind, O oh God, shall water it, Oh God, in the mighty name, it shall water those seeds in their lives, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, and, they, and there's out of order. If anything's out of order in their lives, oh God, I send the north wind to shake things up, oh God, to shake things up, to put things back in place, oh God. Anything, the enemy's moved out of place, oh God, I send the north wind to shake things up and restore order back in the lives of these, your people, oh God, that they will be pruned, oh God. They will continue to produce good fruit, dear God, for you, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, and Lord, I send the south wind, oh God. Some of them, oh God, are lacking in finances, oh God. Some of them, oh God, just need provision for a vision, oh God. They have a dream, oh God, that they're trying to figure out how the pieces are going to come together, oh God, or they need more help, oh God, they need more people, oh God, to come on board to do this or do that in their lives, oh God, you know, oh God, you know what they stand in the need of before they ask, oh God, and I declare that that south wind, oh God, shall blow to bring prosperity, that shall bring provision into their lives, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, and some of them, oh God, oh God, may have felt uh, out of place, oh God, or felt that, that things just weren't right in their own home or in their own lives, oh God, I send a south wind to bring forth joy and bring peace, oh God, and will get their joy back, oh God, that they will have peace, oh God, at the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, oh God, shall guide their hearts, oh God. So we thank you for their lives, oh God. I thank you, oh God, they should continue to go forward boldly in the things of you, oh God, and they shall boldly, oh God, take their territory, dear God, that you've given to them, oh God, and any demon that's on their territory, I declare that they shall be removed in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. So Lord, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify your name now, oh God. These and all other best we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So remember that you are the breath of God, and God never wastes a breath. This is Apostle Green signing out. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Good night. Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.